Welcome to the Healthy and Wealthy and Wise podcast with global sales trainer and professional speaker, Lois Kofi. Each week, it is her goal to share inspiration and education for you to be, do, have the best health and wealth and wisdom for your life. Well, happy Friday, everyone, and welcome back to those of you who are tuning in live. This is my Friday podcast show. I am Lois Kofi with Lois Kofi Enterprises and the founder of Healthy and Wealthy and Wise podcast. So if you're tuning in live, please don't hesitate to go ahead and comment below where you're tuning in from hashtag live. Or if you're watching this on the replay on social media, please hit hashtag replay and let us know what you liked best about this show today. I'm really excited about our guests as, as always. Um, and if you're new and you don't know, um, you can join my Healthy and Wealthy and Wise Facebook community. That's actually where you'll meet today's guest speaker. And all of my guest speaker in this group is growing very positive, supportive, judgment-free um, zone for salespeople and entrepreneurs like my guests today and myself who are, are really looking to create and live our best lives in and amidst this, this new normal. So I'm going to go ahead and, and just get out of the way here and, and introduce our guest speaker today and just dive right in. I've known Joe, gosh, I can't remember Joe when we first met. It's been at least four years, maybe five years. We, uh, you know, actually, I didn't grow up very far from where you live. You're in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Brandon, actually. And I grew up in Northwest Iowa, but I went all the way to Minneapolis. We had a mutual friend that connected us and you and I had so much in common. You're, you're a best-selling author a motivational speaker, um, amazing entrepreneur, a real estate investor. And you've also, as the title of our topic today, have gone from grief to great and have stood on your own two feet. You've learned to live with perseverance and just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming and, and really creating an amazing life for yourself, which is a great message for my audience. That's why I brought you here today as a guest of Healthy and wealthy and wise. So I'm looking forward to your wisdom. And I'm just going to let you go and, and, and share your story or your why, how you got to be where you are today, and specifically how you went from grief to great. Well, thank you, Lois. Yeah, we have, I'm just thinking, um, probably three, four years now we've known each other. So which is fantastic. And you're such a go getter too. And that's what I love about it. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you again. So my name is Joe Hosman and I, yeah, you know, ever since I was little, I knew I was, a phrase I always said was go for it. That's just what I always said, not knowing that eventually that would be a business name for me. But during my early days, I was a young single mom. I'd been married for just a couple of years and then divorced. And then I was a single mom and he just turned 29 yesterday, which blows my mind. I'm like, I'm not sure how that happens, but I'm glad it is. He's, uh, he's an adult and very happy and married to a wonderful woman. But anyway, um, so going on, but I always knew I had to have extra income coming in. I always knew, especially being a young single mom, I started in some network marketing. And because I like that income generating, and I'm somebody that always likes to be moving. I like to be generating. I like to be doing something. I don't sit well. So, you know, and plus I like to um, always be engaging my mind. So anyway, um, him and I had moved to Colorado, met my wonderful late husband, and we married just two and a half weeks after 9-11. But unfortunately he had had an illness and he had had a disease before I met him. He was in remission. But then unfortunately, 
Well, seven, six years after we were married, it came back out of remission. And then he was sick for about two and a half years before ultimately he passed away, unfortunately. But in that, before he had gotten sick, I started what's called a virtual assistant business. Now, of course, now everybody knows what, almost everybody knows what a virtual assistant is. In 2005, hardly anybody knew what a virtual assistant was. And they all thought I was going to fail, which really drove me even harder so if you tell and ever tell somebody they're going to fail, that actually would probably do the opposite, maybe, or at least it did for me. So and that was also before social media. And um, so I did everything I could to make that business go. And I ran it very successfully for 10 years. And um, I had a lot of virtual assistants working for me. And it was just wonderful. But in 2010, my only son graduated high school in, in May. In June, he had major jaw surgery. So we had to go to Omaha. So we were living in South Dakota. Had to go to Omaha. Plus, at the same time, my husband was sick in the hospital here. And then ultimately, unfortunately, he passed away in July. And then in August, my son went off to college. So then I was already dreading the empty nest syndrome, but then it was huge loss just because of, and I was very excited that Cody, you know, did go to college because I know that was his dream. But also for me, then I had to figure out my new normal. Just like you said at the beginning of the show, we're always finding our new normal. So I really had to do some research and thankfully my clients for my virtual assistant business were phenomenal to me, phenomenal. They said, take your time, do what you need to do. So I did. And then after some time I went on and then I ran for, I was asked to run for my city council, which blew my mind. And then right before that, I also decided I was going to go back and get my master's degree, something I'd always wanted to do. So here I am in my forties, going back to school, get my master's degree. And then I also ran for city council, one city council. So I sat on my city council for eight years, ending as vice president. And also through that time, after three years, I got my master's degree, wrote a book, did all kinds of things. And here I am. <laughs> so it's, it's just always, you just never know what's going to happen. And it's always just that I had to keep going for it. And then little did I know that people are going to come to me and want some coaching to start businesses. That was happening when I had my virtual system business. But even after I closed that down, I started a couple other businesses and people started taking note and they were coming to me for coaching. So that's really where this all came into play. And then also writing the books. And um, so now I'm a two-time inter uh, international bestseller. And um, it just, just goes to prove that it doesn't matter like where you're at in life, you can always keep improving and always keep going. That's amazing. I mean, that's a lot to, I mean, first I want to acknowledge you because that's a lot. Um, you know, there's a lot of people out there listening going, oh my gosh, how did she, how did she do that? Because that's, that's a lot. Um, so a lot, if, you, yeah. if you were to pick, and then I want to talk, you know, more about your books and your inspiration for those, which mm -hmm. presuming came from your life experience. Mm -hmm. But if you had to pick one or two tips specific how to's or, or anything. I'm not, I don't want to try to direct you or guide you, but what are like the top two things that you did through all of that adversity, through all of those challenges that curveballs that life throughout you? You know, I get asked that question a lot. And I think the main thing was, is I, you know, when Jim passed, first of all, I just wanted to know that another baby was born you know, kind of like circle of life, you know, at that time, your, your mind is just so 
you don't know what's going on. But mm-hmm. I thought, first of all, if there was a baby, and then I knew, I knew somebody who knew somebody that had, they had the baby that same day. I said, okay, fine. Okay, good. Now I know that. And I know the circle of life now has continued. And he actually passed one day before my birthday. So the next day on my birthday, my friends and family were wonderful to me. They, they did what they could, you know, to honor. Cause Jim and I loved our birthdays. I mean, we loved our birthdays and the last thing he ever would have ever wanted to do was pass away on my birthday. So we did, we honored him for that and we honored um, his memory. But also when I do these things like write a book and I started meditating and I started journaling. Now I thought there's no way I'm ever going to journal. I'm never going to meditate. I don't even know what that kind of stuff is, you know? So uh, for meditation, I had to go on YouTube <laughs> and find out what it was. Cause I had never meditated before. And then for journaling, um, it was through a couple different people that I know that they actually started talking to me about it. And I, they said, you know, I just think it'd be a good experience for you to just write. And I'm like, no, I don't really want to, but I will. And so I did. And I had joined a couple different, um, like mastermind groups and those kind of things just, but also through the course of being in school, we had to do, I had to do a lot of writing there too. So then I was starting to get into the habit of it. And um, I will tell you, once I went back to school, I had to take a couple of classes that um, were undergraduate classes to catch up because I have an undergraduate degree, but I needed a couple of classes to get to my master's. And those kids were the same age as my son at that time. And they brought so much life to me that at first I dreaded going to the class. I thought, here I am, this old lady (laughs) going to class with these young kids. But they brought so much life to me that they have no idea what, how, you know, they have no idea, first of all, what I had been going through, but also just the energy they brought to the class and how much fun they were. I actually enjoyed going to the classes just because of their energy. So I took that energy and I applied it to different areas of my life. And I thought, you know what? This is young. This, these, these kids have their whole life ahead of them. And then I started um, saying that to myself. Well, that was, that was my life. But now I have my whole life, the rest of my life ahead of me. It took me a long time to figure that out. It took me a long time to come to that acceptance because I didn't want that new life. But yet you have to, you know, you, you, we have to go on. So once I accepted that, man, my, my world just opened up. My world just, you know, just flung open. I don't know even how, how else to say it. I kind of like out with the old and in with the new and not in a negative way, but also as we grow and we learn and we move on, we always are creating our new normal. And so creating our new normal is getting to that next step and that next step. And all of a sudden, when I went back and got my master's in son council, I decided, you know what, if I can do those things, I can do other things. And then all of a sudden, my son comes home from college one day, which was kind of fun because he was in college and I was getting my master's degree. So we would compare notes. And then we graduated a week apart from each other, him at one school and me at another. But also, um, he, he came home from school and he said, Mom, we should write a book someday about our experience with Jim, who was my late husband and his stepdad. And I said, yeah, that would be okay, but I don't know. Anyway, through life experience, I decided about a year and a half after he said that, I decided to go ahead and write a book. So that's how that came into play. And I really credit Cody for all of that because probably if he wouldn't have said anything, I don't know if that book would even happen. 
That's so powerful. I took down some notes. I hope you guys are taking notes because, you know, the, the, you know, you talk about new normal and that can happen any phase of your life. And I, I know that right now everyone's experiencing, I think, new normal all at once together so that's we're in this together and you know you talked about meditation and journaling um that is something that i'm bringing back into my life i got away from the journaling part but it's it's kind of ironic when i went through the recession in 2007 and 8 i lost everything and guess what meditation (laughs) and journaling were like the first two things and then i ended up writing a book because it was kind of cathartic right it's kind of would you say writing your book was also a healing part of your journey? Yes, very much so. So that was also part of it. And I had been to a couple people that were really helping me through it. And I said, you know, I don't know if anybody ever wants to even read my story. But the thing is, I thought after my husband passed, and then the idea of the book, I thought if I can help one person, just one person, then my job Mm -hmm. is complete. And uh, it, it was just so when I was writing that book, and I would get really, really frustrated. And it was very, very healing to the soul, writing the book. But mm-hmm. also when I would get really frustrated, I remember, and I say tell the story a lot, but I, I was editing it. And I was sick of the book. I thought nobody's ever going to read this book. I slammed, slammed down my laptop and I get up. And all of a sudden there's like this wall in front of me, like I could not move. And all of a sudden I hear, go back and finish that book. And I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'm listening, you know, and I went and got a, another cup of coffee, came back, and I was a lot calmer. I was a lot more at ease, and I was able to edit the book and get it completed. But it something, you know, I, I'm a believer in God, so, but I know, you know, if people also believe in spiritual leaders or whatever, but I'm a believer in God, and I just believe that that, that was my divine thing saying, finish that book and get it out there. And so that's what I did. And ever since then, these people that um, a lot of personal development gurus back 20 years ago that I ever that I wanted to meet, I'm now meeting all of them because of the book. I'm now um, my portfolio and my life has just expanded. So and I didn't I didn't plan on any of that. I just wanted mm-hmm. to do it to heal my soul and if I could help one other person. And it's been to me, it's been a blessing. I hope it's been a blessing to others as well. Um, before the pandemic, I was asked to speak all over the country, and I did that. Started my live radio show, which you'll be on here in a couple months. And yeah. then also just being able to meet so many great people has just been phenomenal. I love that. You're hitting on something that's very near and dear to the healthy and wealthy and wise community. Um, because the health, you know, the mental, physical, spiritual, you know, you kind of covered all of that right there. You know, if you're really connected to God, source, universe, higher power, I don't care what you call it. It's, it's all perfect and good. Um, but being able to also be able to get your mental health and, and be focusing on something that was higher than you that could help other people. I think that's what sales is all about. Sales is service. That's one of the things that I hear in what you're talking about because I'm a sales coach, right? So there are people out there that are really, they, they hate the word sales, um, they think it's, you know, the used car salesman, it's pushy, it's this or that, but I'd love to get your opinion on what you just said, what you just packaged right there to me is what service is. And you can get paid very, very well when you are in alignment 
with who you are, you're out there serving others without expecting anything in return. Would you, would you say that that's kind of how you feel about sales and, and how you've had success? Yes. So if I, you know, if I have to go sell for something that I don't know anything about, it'll never happen, you know, and it'll be like, ah, oh, there's this block there. But, you know, talking about what I'm passionate about and what I'm, what I know, it doesn't even feel like sales. It feels like, you know, when you want to give to others, you want to help others. That's also leadership. You're wanting to help others get past where they're at in their life. And that's really where um, I thrive at because, and I can relate to people. You know, I can, this week, I've known like three or four people who have passed just unexpectedly. Well, what will happen is now I'll come in and probably in a couple weeks, of course, I've, I've sent them my condolences and all that, but I'm going to come in now in a couple weeks and just really start talking to them and maybe take them to dinner and, you know, share my experiences and then just kind of go from there. And then that's the same way with when people come to me and ask for coaching or whatever the case may be, you know, maybe they just want a one-on-one -on -one and that's great. And I, you know, I share my experience and if that can help somebody, I hope it can. And I hope that they are able to take that and move on with their life as well. Because, you know, in this life, we only have one life to live, right? We only have the one life. Why not make it the best life we can? And I know right now, and I will say one thing I did forget to mention is I also, and I know this might be tough for some people, but I went back to kickboxing. So after my husband, Jim, passed away, I went back to kickboxing. And that was really good for my health, my physical health. Plus, I got a lot of the aggression out. <laughs> and I remember our instructor saying, whoever you're mad at today, picture their face on that boxing bag. Okay, well, I'm just going to tell you, I used to picture the doctor's faces on the boxing bag or, you know, other people maybe who have, you know, but after a while, after a month or so, then that kind of went away. But still, it was just that um, getting that aggression out as well in a healthy way just made it so worthwhile. And I also think that helped um, accelerate the healing process. So mm. once you can get that aggression out and in a, in a, in a good, good way, then it's also really good for the healing. I so can relate to that. It's so funny. I'm not going to turn my computer here, but we have, we purchased because of homeschooling, we have a seven and 11 year old. So we purchased a boxing bag and we have, we got the gloves and we're just like kids and mom and dad, whenever we're frustrated, <laughs> just let it out. Emotion is energy in motion. And uh, I know for me, um, and I'm not wanting to like stereotype Midwesterners, but when I grew up, it was not okay to show your emotion. And I think that's what causes dis-ease and, and um, also can be when, when, if and when I or anybody comes across as a pushy salesperson, it's because there's actually probably something stuck inside that's, that's putting them or putting myself in a not so great space because then you're, you're not your highest and best self. So I'm glad you brought that up because that's human. Uh, I think that's, that's very healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was really good for, you know, there are days I remember I could not wait to get to kickboxing and there's other days they're like, Oh, I got to go to kickboxing, <laughs> but it was just really good for the soul. It really was. And, you know, I think again, accelerate, no matter how you exercise, if you walk, if you, you know, if you have to sit and do some things, but whatever it is, just make sure your body's moving because like in a healthy way, because then that's going to accelerate the healing as well. In my own 
humble opinion. I'm no doctor by any means, but. Oh no. Yeah, that's right. We are, we are not doctors on, on any, we're, we're right. coaches and speakers. And I think in our own way, we help heal humanity. And, and I've heard that by one of my mentors and, and I know you've worked with a lot of big names and I, I hope you don't mind name dropping, but didn't, didn't you just recently do something with Mark Victor Hansen or am I thinking of the wrong person? Yep. Yep. Mark Victor Hansen and his wife, Crystal, they were on my live radio show. They have a new book out called Ask. Plus I was in this new book that I've been co-authored in. They are, uh, Mark Victor Hansen is also a co-author in that book, but yes, they were on my live radio show here just a couple months ago graciously accepted um, the invitation to come on the show. It is just, and it is just wonderful because um, just getting their knowledge. I mean, Mark Victor Hansen, for goodness sakes. I mean, he's co-authored Chicken Soup for the Souls. And it was just like, wow, 20 years ago, or however long ago, I think it was in the late 90s he started those. I would have never thought. I mean, it was my dream to eventually meet him. And here we are 20 years later. So you just, and that's another thing, never give up on your dreams. They might change. They might, you know, um, look different than what you originally thought they were going to be, but never give up on them because of the fact that they can and will eventually happen. And what I tell people, if you can't go through the front door at the beginning, you go in the back door and you make your way to the front, but never give up on that dream. That's awesome. And I love Jim Rohn's quote on that too. Uh, that makes me think of that as disciplining your disappointments. And just because it didn't happen the first go round doesn't mean it can't happen a second, third or, or fourth. Tell us, tell us more about how people can um, find your books, find your radio show. I know I'm going to be on it, so I'll be marketing the heck out of that. But uh, I know I can share your website too, but tell us a little bit more about how they can find you. Yep. So my website, um, as you have it here, johosman.com. I tell everybody, I'm the female Joe, so it's J-O. So joehosman.com. You can find them on Amazon, or you can also go to my website. So for my um, for my last episode of my radio show, it's always on the website. So I just had a gentleman on from the UK yesterday who swam the English Channel. And then um, my, my books are on there, and also my coaching programs. I'm also a real estate investor, so I also coach some women and men how to do some real estate investing plus along with so, my business coaching. How did you get into that? Cause it's always fun to hear how other entrepreneurs are, are finding other passive list streams. I've been very vocal lately about my affiliate income success, but how did you get into real estate investing? Yep. So when Jim and I were married, we first read Robert Kiyosaki's rich dad, poor dad back in uh, probably 2002, 2003. And we, we knew then we wanted to do real estate investing. So we started very small back then. We had a few properties um, when he was, um, before he gotten sick. And then once he got sick, unfortunately, and then 2008 happened and the whole collapse. So we ended up having to sell those and get rid of them. But then in 2012, I decided, you know what? This is really a passion of mine. This is what I really want to do. So I went out and started. Um, I thought, well, all I can do is see if I can do it. You know, I mean, what's, what's the worst going to tell me? No. Well, what the heck? So I went out and started uh, investing in real estate. And I've owned land, I've owned commercial, I've owned international, um, I've owned different properties, I've invested with other people. So it really is nice to have that passive income coming in, especially when a pandemic happens. Um, yep. It's nice to have that passive income coming in. So that is how, and just every year, I just do more and more. Matter of fact, I'm looking at more properties this weekend. So that's amazing. 
that is so awesome. Yeah, it's, it's important to be as part of the healthy and wealthy and wise. I always love to share different ideas and things that can look at because I was caught with only real estate in 2008 and lost everything. So diversification is key. So that's cool. I didn't know you coach people on real estate investing. So that's that's another um, great skill set to have. Is there anything else from your your books that you want to share? Anything else that you feel like our healthy and wealthy and wise community could benefit from knowing about your books? Yeah. So my first book and the one that I wrote when my son had come home and asked me, you know, said we should write a book together. That's called Go For It, A Woman's Guide to Perseverance. And when I was in the midst of writing that with my publisher, I really wanted Cody to be part of like every chapter. But unfortunately, he was too young to be, you know, to remember a lot of the early chapters. So they really had a great idea. And they said, have him write the foreword to the book and then you write the rest. And I'm like, oh, great idea. So, and he was all about that because at that time he was young. He was, well, in early 20s. And it really worked out well. And he's very, um, very intelligent and he can word his, I don't know how you say it, word his words really good. But anyway, he's really good that way. So the forward to the book is that. So again, that's called Go For It, A Woman's Guide to Perseverance. It talks about my life before, during, and after my relationship and my marriage to Jim. So before, you know, when I was a single mom, married to my wonderful husband, and then, of course, a single mom again after um, he passed. But now Cody's an adult. So and then from there, I, you talked about Jim Rohn, who is just a phenomenal, phenomenal man. I am now in an inner circle with his 18-year business partner, uh, Kyle Wilson. So okay. Kyle uh, asked me to be, a year ago, he asked me to be in their book, Success Habits of Super Achievers. And that is co-authoring with a bunch of other authors. So I did that. The book came out in September, so just last month. And... Um, Ryan Tracy and Darren Hardy and Phil Collin, the Def Leppard, and just a lot of Lisa Haysha. She's from LA. Um, there's a lot of thought leaders in there. And then a lot of us other, we're all thought leaders, but um, there's 80 of us in the book. So it was just a blessing to, first of all, to be asked. And, but secondly, to be involved with a book of that magnitude and with people, um, oh, Mark Victor Hansen's also in that book. So again, coming back 20 years ago, all that is finally coming to fruition. So it just takes time. And again, I would never, ever, ever thought it would have been in a book. But because of that book, now I've met all of them on Zoom and then we have that connection. That's amazing, inspiring me. I know I, I'm gonna be in a book compilation project soon and I'm hearing more and more that seems to be a very popular opportunity out there. And it's a it's a great way to get your name out there and, and easier a lot a lot cheaper, I think, too, than writing your own book often. It is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot cheaper. I also, me and a business partner, we put together a compilation book here, oh, probably in 2017. And it's called um, Yes, You Can Go for Achieving Your Dreams. And I had 10 authors in there. So it's a big undertaking, but it's so worth it when it's done. And, you know, even if you're the publisher or you're just one of the authors, it's it's a great way to get your name out there. That's awesome. Well, mm -hmm. I, I always have um, I have one more big question for you that I'd I always love to get every guest to answer at the end of our show. And you may have sort of answered it in some ways during the call, but if you were to summarize 
Joe, what healthy and wealthy and wise means to you when you hear that phrase, because it has a ton of meaning for me, hence the name of my show. What does healthy and wealthy and wise mean to you? Yep, absolutely. So what I tell everybody, uh, well, at the end of my show, is I always want you to go for it, but also I want you to live bigger, better, bolder, and stronger each and every day. And to do that, you know, um, go step outside your comfort zone. Maybe if it's just a little inch at a time, but as long as you're doing it just a little inch at a time, it doesn't seem so overpowering. And again, like I stated, you know, if you can't go in the front door, you go in the back and make your way to the front. It might not happen overnight, but just keep going towards your dream. And always, always, always remember to go for it. But also along the way, show some kindness and love to whoever you know you meet because we never know, especially in this time of pandemic, we never know what people are going through. And all you have to do is give a smile because a smile is free. And a smile might brighten somebody else's day and you just never know it. Awesome. That's awesome. And I know that uh, we talked about your website, johausman.com, but what do they find there? You have a free gift for them that you would like to, to share. I do. So the free gift is the chapter that I wrote in the book, Success Habits of Super Achievers. So all you got to do is just go to johausman.com. It's right there on the front page. You just put in your name and email and that, uh, that chapter is all yours. And then from there, if you want to buy the book, you can go either to my website or on Amazon and you can purchase the book from there. And on my website, I know it's free shipping. And I believe that's also on Amazon. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, they get the they get the chapter of my book in um, Success Habits of Super Achievers. Beautiful, I love it. Well, thank you so much for being a, a bright light today. I mean, going from grief to great and accomplishing so much um, that you didn't even intend to set out to do just tells and gives a message of hope for people to just keep moving forward with faith, beat, belief, and desire. So, I uh, just want to quickly make. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to being on your show in December. So I'll, I'll make sure to bring a lot of people and, and, and spread the good news about that as well. And if you guys like this episode, please hit the share button if you're on live. And if you want to get the recording sent to you, you can just go to healthyandwealthyandwise.com and subscribe there to my list. And I'll send you also who we have next week, we have an amazing professional stylist, Jose Brisbois, and she's an expert in helping women elevate their image so that they can make thousands, six figures, even millions of dollars by looking and feeling their best. And if you guys have any questions for myself that I can pass along to the guest or comments, or you have other topics that you want me to cover, I have a new business text line just for this show, just for my guests and for people who want to give feedback and make requests at 612-799-8791. And of course, last but not least, um, if you guys want to be a part of my Healthy and Wealthy and Wise Facebook community, please jump in there. And so you can meet and connect with Joe personally and all my other guests to come. So until next time, guys, here's to your best health, your best wealth, and your best wisdom. Bye-bye for now. We'll see you guys next Bye. week. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe, refer a friend, and please drop me a rating or a review. If you do that, I'll reward you with a free 20-minute free coaching session on crafting your journey to your best self. Reach out to me at Lois at Lois Kofi dot com to claim your 20 minute slot. Until next time, be healthy, wealthy, and wise.